0: You're listening to The Rich State of Mind Show, the podcast made to make you the total package in the entrepreneurial world and give you what we call a rich state state of of mind. mind. If you are here looking to learn about real estate investing, marketing, elevating your business, and developing your mindset to get to the next level, then you are at the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join our community on richstateofmind.com. Now here's your host, Anthony Ritchie. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Rich State of Mind, where I'm talking to Misty Flanagan. She's an awesome entrepreneur who runs four businesses all revolving around real estate. She provides remodeling and construction services in the Houston, Texas area, along with running a women's real estate investment group called Her Mindset Matters. She embodies having a positive mindset and recognizing that when it comes to business, not just real estate, this is a people business. Together with her business partner and boyfriend, Jason, she has created not just success for herself, but a positive impact in her community and across the country. Uh, I really hope y'all enjoy this episode. She's actually a repeat offender. She was on episode 25 with us in season one, and now she's back for season three, episode 66. Uh, also, I like this episode because it talks about her, you know, her being a, a real estate investing coach, uh, for females, uh, mainly, but she is open to coaching uh, men. but you don't really usually hear about real estate investing females, not, not that much. It's mostly the men you know that dominate this type of uh, category. So I think it's pretty cool because she inspires a lot of women and she's easy she makes it very easy to digest. And uh, also we talked a little bit about uh, helping families that foreclose on homes, helping them find another uh, house to live so helping them uh pretty much acquire another another house so that is pretty awesome this this real estate business is not just about making money but it's about helping people and misty it does a great job with doing that so please enjoy and thank you for listening hey misty welcome back to the rich state of mind podcast you were on episode 25 we talked about your businesses we talked about uh definitely talked about turnkey investments uh and i love your uh style by the way i love your uh the buildings that y'all had built uh, down in Houston, Texas. So awesome work, definitely uh, successful, you and your, uh, your boyfriend. So if you could please just refresh us a little bit for those that are new to this podcast about who you are and what you do.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And first and foremost, thanks for having me back. This is awesome. We had such a good time last time. I was hoping to be invited back. So I feel honored to be back here again, chatting with you and congrats on the on the podcast, just rocking and rolling and killing it. So keep doing what you do. Um, So I'm Misty Flanagan. I am a full-time real estate investor, and now I'm actually a Uh, Real estate investing coach as well. That is um, an awesome business that I have added to our businesses, because why not share the knowledge and and all of that and help others do that. So um, yeah, we're, we're here in Houston, Texas. I do this with my boyfriend of 18 years. He has a background in construction and civil engineering. I have a background in HR and business. And we just got sick of the corporate rat race and about five years ago, decided to jump into real estate investing. And we've done a little bit of everything, wholesaling, flips, rentals. Um, Our primary focus right now is new construction. And that's kind of what you were talking about. We're building a lot of townhomes um, here inside the loop. And uh, now we're actually looking at doing some more land development and doing maybe some subdivision build projects a little bit outside of Houston. So we're super excited about the growth of Elevated Development and our other companies. And um, and I'm excited about the growth of the coaching business and helping other people, you know, step into this world and feel like they have the support and guidance um, to really go all in on their real estate investing goals. So it's been
0: fun. <laughs> it has, it has been. And I, I love to see growth f- from good people. That's one of the things I loved about the last time we talked is that you, you had a good heart. Uh, you're doing this because you love to do it. And you know, you're not, you know, stabbing anybody back in order to, to make sure that you succeed. So, uh, and you also you also was the first person on my podcast to emphasize on it's a people business, not a uh, transactional business. So I didn't forget that. Um, actually, I quote you several times. I don't know if I give you credit each time, but I definitely make sure that I uh, I bring that up. Oh, I love so, that. Awesome.
1: Uh, yeah, I want all about relationships. All about yes. relationships. Yeah. No,
0: it is. It is, and I'm learning that more and more as I talk to more and more uh, people on the podcast. As I've been able to, uh, you know, go through my own journey with real estate investing, you'd be surprised when people like, you know, like you, because that's what it is. They, they, they like you and they see that this person is not a, a scumbag. All right. I can do business with this individual. I'm more willing yeah. to provide you deals or, or could probably give you referrals to other things that could probably, that you may need help. Hey, I, you need a property manager. I actually did, man. Uh, thank you so much because mine sucks. Uh, you know, so I, I definitely believe in, uh, definitely taking care of people and, uh, having a good impression, being a professional as well.
1: Yes, absolutely. You won't, you won't last in this business. If, if you don't have, you know, those as like core values, right. You just won't, yes. you, you know, so you could try. And I, I mean, I don't know who would want to build a business that way, but, um, but I've just noticed that. Cause I mean, it is, it's a, you know, competitive industry to be in, but the people that, you know, thrive are the ones that really are genuine and, um, build those relationships and build that reputation. And, you know, or just get kind of givers, you know, in my opinion, and um, those are the people I know I want to work with. And that's that's who we've attracted. And that's why it's been as much fun as it has, you know, so no better way to build businesses than with like minded people that are, um, you know, on the same wavelength as you and we can all just build our businesses together. It's pretty freaking awesome.
0: <laughs> no, It is. Mm -hmm. And just real quick, because I want to I really want to talk about our coaching, but real quick, uh, what is your what is your real estate portfolio looking like today? Uh, What do y'all emphasize or uh, what type of niche do y'all stay in the real estate investing world?
1: Sure. So um, we really are kind of moving away from the townhouse and moving more towards these subdivision build projects. Um, We're really looking at something that's that's becoming bigger now, which is our build to rent communities, Uh, the real estate market is very hot and people are buying houses, but what's happening is people are not able to pay the prices, um, you know, or get qualified or come up, you know, people are offering like $50,000 over ask, you know, and bringing more to the table. People can't afford the down payments on some of these houses. It's so competitive. And so what we're finding is, One, people need to rent longer, you know, they're waiting till maybe the market calms down. And two, we're also looking at a millennial generation that doesn't necessarily want to be a homeowner. You know, maybe they want to just have a place and they want to travel more or they don't want to deal with the upkeep of being a homeowner. Um, And so we're looking at these kind of boutique rental communities in a sense where they're really nicer single family homes, newer, um, more modern, which is cool. And people are paying more for them, right? Because they have the money to pay, you know, $2,000 a month in rent, but maybe they don't have the money to pay a down payment, right? So, so there's this, you know, pro and con and, and people, this is starting to pop up in places. And so we're really intrigued by it and want to kind of get involved in that. So that's really been our primary focus um, is, is looking at more opportunities like that. Also, we're seeing a migration because of COVID and people being able to work from home. Uh, people are moving more out to the burbs. You know, they okay. don't need to be in the city. And so you can get more bang for your buck and people want a bit more space after COVID, you know, especially if they were (laughs) in an apartment, you know, they want more space, they want a yard, they want a home office. And so people are kind of migrating out to the birds and there's not enough homes for the amount of migration. And also there's a ton of people moving to Texas and they need homes as well. So will we still probably build inside the loop and whatnot? Absolutely. Um, but we are looking at kind of where the market is going and what the trends are telling us. And we're super excited to uh, to possibly be building some subdivisions. And then for us individually, like Jason and I, we are, we're really excited about building out our rental portfolio. Um, that's something we wanted to do and we're gonna do in 2020. Um, But uh, I target pre-foreclosures and obviously the auctions kind of came to a halt and that stopped a lot of stuff. So once those come back around, we're going to be, you know, really trying to build our rental portfolio through pre-foreclosures and purchasing property subject to and um, just utilizing those awesome creative exit strategies. So it'll be exciting.
0: What's your thoughts on subject to? Oh,
1: I love subject (laughs) to.
0: You're not not, uh, apprehensive about subject to?
1: I mean there's always in in my opinion, there's always a risk in real estate regardless. This is true. And so as long as you go into it knowing, you know, a lender could call the loan due or whatever needs, you know what I mean? I I think it's a it's a great um a great opportunity to purchase properties um, and build portfolios without utilizing a ton of cash. Also, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but when you take over somebody else's mortgage, and you start making those payments on time, it helps build their credit back up. Yeah. So then when they, you, know, re- you refi them out of the loan, they have a better opportunity to then go buy another house where if you didn't do that, their credit may have stayed lower and it would have taken them you know, years longer to actually go and qualify for another loan. So in, in my opinion, it's a win-win because you're helping them out of a sticky situation, but then you're also helping them get back on their feet. And for me, I have a pre-foreclosure business around not only stopping the foreclosure, but helping them start fresh. They get to work with relocation specialists and credit repair specialists and they get moving discounts. So it's not just about stopping the foreclosure, but let's put you in a better situation that, you know, financially you can you can manage uh, these monthly payments, you know, like a rental or something like that. Right. So I I built a, a business around that because that was very important to me. Again, going back to the relationship building. Um, I want. I'm building a relationship with these sellers, and I'm also building a relationship with these relocation specialists, credit repair specialists, movers. You know, we're all kind of in it together to help these people um, through one of the toughest times of their lives, to be quite honest. Um, and I really enjoy doing that, and it also sets me apart from a lot of the other investors that they're talking to, where they're just about let me just buy your you know buy your house. I'm like, hey, yeah, let me buy your house, but also let me help you start fresh somewhere else. Um, and so I really enjoy that aspect of it and being able to work with a team of people that also understand what we're doing. So.
0: And that's what I loved about you from uh, the last time I interviewed you. When you told me about that, you were saying you, you have an exit strategy for these, you know, these you know, poor individuals that are going through a, a bad situation. You're not just oh, let me get the house. And uh, it wasn't until I talked to you and it was one of the podcasts I listened to where they were figuring out a way to even help them either f- get find another home or get them back into the the home that they bought that was about to foreclose. Uh, okay. But okay. something else that you just said that was you uh, just said that I'd never heard before is that you had an exit strategy for your subject too. you refinance them out.
1: Yeah, you will at some point. And it kind of depends on what the loan looks like. But you do refi them out at some point. Um, and so that they can then go and you know buy another house if they if they want to, right? So there, that is an option that you can it just it depends on the situ like the loan situation, right? And what makes sense. But yeah. yeah, because I
0: okay, also because I you know I've done a lot of refinances, but I never knew it was an option to take my name completely off the mortgage. Well, so their name the stays
1: on the mortgage, right? And the sub two, it's the seller, they deed the house over to you the
0: and deed, you take yeah.
1: over the mortgage payments, but their name stays on it. So if they want to go buy another house, they can't with, you know, and so at, at some point in the loan, you can refi them out and take over that mortgage um, and then they can go buy another house and you've helped them build their credit back up, right? Right. So that it puts them in a better situation to go get a better loan, you know, for their for their next house, which is really, really cool.
0: Which um, I know they'd be eternally grateful for.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because credit is a big deal. I mean, yes, they're even checking credit for employment now. I mean, you know, I believe if that. You, yeah. If you have a foreclosure or low credit or what I mean, that can actually hurt you in getting a job or a better job. I mean, credit is really important. And so when you have that opportunity to help them rebuild that, that's a, you know, I think that's a pretty powerful opportunity. And I I go into it, how, ma- how many ways can I help this family, right? Mm-hmm. Not one, but really what all can I help them with? Um, because the more ways that you can help, obviously, you know, they're going to choose you and they're going to trust you. And it just, it feels good. I, I love that's why I got into real estate uh, investing was to help people. That was my num. That's my why. So I'm going to try to figure out all the ways that I can help each family that I come in contact with.
0: I know in Texas, uh, a lot of people move from the West Coast over to Texas, tax, tax uh, free state. That's a tongue twister, tax free Texas. And uh, also um, you can get a really good bang for your buck as far as the house that you buy uh, with some good land. So I know that's why um, a lot of people move over there. You talked, you said build to rent, and the way you described it, it sounded very similar to uh, rent to own. Uh, is it? In not what way is it related? It's Not okay. So these
1: are these are these are strictly rental communities. Um, okay. The the investors like us, right? So we'll find areas where they have or need these types of communities. Could they be next to regular subdivisions? Sure. But okay. the thing is you build these and they actually, you charge a higher rental rate. And so you have tenants that take better care of it because sometimes you come into a situation where uh, another subdivision that is an actual, they own the, the property. They're like, I don't want a rental community right next door, right? Because, Sometimes tenants don't care about the properties. They don't take care of it. Well, if you're paying 2000 or $2,500 a month in rent for a brand new house, right? You're going to take good care of that. Yes. And so then they don't mind having that. And so it's just an, a different opportunity because we're seeing it all over here in downtown Houston. There are tons of class A condos being built and they're, char- you know, they're asking $2,500, $3,000, $3,500 a month in rent. And they're they're filling up fast it's because people want nice and new they just don't necessarily want to take on being a homeowner or they can't um come up with the down payment for an actual loan right so that's where these build to rent and maybe some of them into a rent to own situation i don't know but what investors are going into this as is i'm going to hold this subdivision you know, for 10, 15, 20 years, like they, they're not planning on selling them off individually. Maybe if the tenant approached them and said, hey, can I do a rent to own? Sure, maybe, I don't know. I've never navigated those waters. I, I know there's a lot of legality behind it and you gotta be careful with rent to own. Um, but these are legitimate like build to rent communities that are being built and that that's the intent behind them. Um and they're really nice communities. Like we've been driving around the the suburbs of Houston in Cypress and Tomball um and just all over to kind of do some research to see what they're building and what they look like. And they're like really nice cool like farmhouse modern. I mean they look really neat. Like I'd live. Awesome. It doesn't look like a regular subdivision. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and they have amenities, they have pools and gyms and, you know, clubhouses. And so it's almost like you get all the amenities of living in a really nice, um, upscale, you know, class a condo or apartment building, but you get a single family home, you know, three bedroom, two, three, four bedroom, um, backyard, that whole thing. So it's, it's a pretty cool concept in my opinion. Um, Oh
0: yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, you got me thinking about my area. So Amir and I, we just bought um a new home, it's a single family home, uh, you know, could we expect a bigger family and whatnot, right? So, and they just built 40 homes in this area. And uh you got me thinking about what everybody what everybody probably paid as a down payment to get into the home these homes, right? Over half a million dollar homes. What if, and you made a great point. I, I may not be able to afford to put $30,000 down, but I can't afford a $2,500 rent. And I want to live in a nice area. And we have a, um, a military area. So a lot of people were in and out every three years, three, four years anyways. So mm-hmm. the vice going through the stressors of having to buy a home and then have to flip, it, turn around and sell it in three or four years. And I'm not only do I have to worry about selling it, I have to buy another one when I leave. And I'm pretty yeah. sure the military is not the only job that has, the, you know, that type of situation where people have to just get up and leave wherever the job is at. I could just rent out a nice house in a nice area. So you yeah. got me. I'm going to look and see uh in this area if that's something that we do, because I've never heard of that before. And we still yeah. have a lot of land and uh, we still have a lot of land where I live that is not yeah. touched.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's, I mean, I've been, we've been reading about it and we've been talking about it for a while. And then, you know, we keep seeing that kind of REITs are coming together and doing this. And then we came across some land um, in Cyprus and, and the owner, we're potentially going to joint venture with the owner on doing this, you know? And so we started looking into more areas where this is going on and we're like, wow, this is actually happening in quite a few Places And um, and then just, you know, learning more about, like I said, the millennial generation, a lot of them don't want to be homeowners um, or don't have that down payment. And so because you got to understand who your buyers are. Right. And uh, just I remember seeing all these class A apartment buildings go up and me and Jason are just like, there's no way they're going to fill all these. Like they're all going up at the exact same time and they're asking crazy rent. Sure enough, they're filling up like crazy like that. I'm like, wow. Okay. Pay attention to this. Right. And that's how, what we have to do as invest investors and business owners and entrepreneurs, pay attention to what's going on, you know? And um, yeah, they're, they're going up and they're filling up and we're seeing now, you know, even people moving to the verbs. this is happening. And, and so you got to jump on board if you can, you know?
0: <laughs> oh so. yeah. I think mean, that's a great concept. Thank you for sharing that as well. Yeah. Maybe this will spark somebody else that's listening an idea and wherever their area is at, because I promise you this is not uh, oversaturated, in, at least in America.
1: No, no. And I mean, they're, depending on where, where you're located, like I said, I mean, there's such a need for housing here um, in Texas, uh, especially Houston is a big area where people are moving Houston and Dallas. I mean, even still Austin, Austin's gotten pretty expensive but there's a need for housing. There, there is a big need for housing right now. And that's the difference of where we are now versus like, '08 and no nine. Everybody's like, Oh, there's going to be this huge problem. <laughs> there wasn't a, a need for housing as much as there is now. Like, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen because there is such a high demand for, for housing. People are coming here in like drones. So, um, you know, another state similar to Texas. So, so yeah. we'll see. I mean you always got to pay attention to the market all the time and you know you got to pivot if something happens you got to pivot. We all had to pivot during COVID and we'll pivot again and if you just know if you stay on top of everything you'll be you'll be fine you'll figure it out. So
0: I think the I think the best of us we definitely uh, learned to pivot um, as quickly as possible during COVID. But, uh, yeah. It's uh looking back I wouldn't go through it again, but I definitely learned a lot right and uh moving forward you know i'm looking at every other year like all right that's this is easy we made it through we made it through covid right so every other year after that is is going to be easy but um i wanted to uh transition over to your coaching so first i want to talk about what made you start what made you want to start coaching for real estate investors
1: ah, good question good question so um i was actually being coached i uh hired a life and business coach um you know, I was building these businesses and kind of feeling a little bit stuck. Like I was not, you know, I needed some guidance, like mindset help is really what it what it was. And I ended up meeting um, a life in business. She's a passive investor in real estate, very successful entrepreneur. She had her own consulting business. And she started coaching and um, she was a brand new coach. And she's like, hey, how about we jump on a call and giving away some free coaching sessions? I was like, okay. I met her through my Facebook group, um, my Women's Real Estate Investor Facebook group. And we hit it off and we started, I, I coached with her for about, oh, I guess it was about six months. Um, and she said, you know, I'm coaching a lot of women real estate investors and I'm, I'm realizing that there's a lot of the same mindset things you know, I'm working with you on and these other investors. And she said, what would you say about starting a group coaching program together? I'm the mindset side of things. And you're the real estate investing side of things. And I was like, sure. Because I was kind of thinking about, I'd been hosting, you know, real estate investing events and whatnot for women for years. And I was coaching them without, well, without getting paid is really what it was. <laughs> and, you know, that's okay for a while, but your time and your knowledge and, and your expertise is, is worth something. Right. And so I was like, yeah. And she had gone through a coaching certification. I'm like, well, she knows what she's doing. So, you know, I'll just share the investing side. And we started doing it together in July of last year. So it's been a year now. We just actually celebrated our year anniversary and, um, we, we started with, you know, 10 women in a group and, and now we've, we've coached. um, I'm on the fifth group coaching, you know, group um, for that. And from that, some of the women ended the program and were like, Hey Misty, would you consider working one-on-one with me? Because they, you know, it was only like, at that time it was a six week program. Now it's an eight week program. So, you know, their six weeks was up and they're like, Hey, I really enjoyed working with you. Would you consider one-on-one? And I was like, Sure. Why not? Right. So, um, that's how I started one-on-one coaching. And then there's also women out there. Cause I only coach women right now. I am open to coaching men. Um, that's a new thing, but I'm like, Hey, why not coach men too? Um, but, uh, there's all, all people out there that are not into the group coaching thing. And so I also started coaching people that way that were like, group coaching is fine. It's just not for me. And before I knew it, I had multiple clients and I was like, well, I should probably join some sort of coaching program to help me build my coaching business. Just like okay. I joined real estate investing program to help me grow my real estate business. Right. So I joined a coaching program, um, did very well in the program. They actually asked me to become a leader in that program. And now I'm actually part of a mastermind um, with that. Um, I don't know if you know the mindset mentor, Rob Dial. Have you no, ever heard of
0: but I'm glad He's you amazing, mentioned it.
1: Amazing, amazing, amazing. I joined his program in December and never looked back, basically. <laughs> I mean, my life has completely changed. Um, I'm, I'm coaching pretty much full time now. Jason is managing a lot of the real estate stuff um, that we're doing. And I get to, I've coached over 60 women in helping them build their real estate investing businesses through group or one-on-one. And to be able to share what I've learned and, you know, just helping them, support them, guide them, mindset, all of that has just been absolutely incredible. Because as I, we've talked about multiple times, building these businesses together, um, it really makes a difference. Being an entrepreneur can be very lonely at times. And so you want that support, you want that guidance. Um, I think that's why people give up. Is because they try and they fail and they have nobody to help pick them back up. And so they just give up, you know, and if that's truly a dream of yours, don't ever give up and find your, find your tribe, find your circle, find your coach, find your mentor, find your program, Um, you know, pay to be a part of it. It's worth it. Let me tell you, I've paid to be in multiple programs, have coaches, and it it makes a world of a difference. And I think too, when you pay for something, you take it a hell of a lot more seriously, right? Yes. Um, you show up in a different way, and the person that's coaching you also, you know, feels valued, and it's just a different dynamic. Because I've coached people for free, and I've coached people that have paid me, and it's just a different dynamic. And I've noticed, you know, I even take it more seriously when I pay more for coaching, um, and and my clients do too. And you just get more out of it. So that's kind of how I fell into it, um, kind of accidentally. Um, but I always wanted to be a teacher, and now I'm realizing like I get to do that, but like on my own terms, and I get to pick who I teach and coach and mentor. And um, it's just been really amazing to watch these women grow and be a part of their journey. It's really been an honor. So yeah, I'm loving it
0: so far. So when you, uh, I'm glad you mentioned about when people, when you pay, when people pay, right? It's a different approach. And so one thing I always hear is that when people pay, they pay attention Uh, and Amira gets on me all the time about how I will sit down with people and tell, explaining them what they could do with real estate investing or just investing period or like budgeting. And they go, they go turn around and do the exact opposite. She's like, look, if you would've got paid 50 bucks to do it, you wouldn't feel so, you wouldn't be so irritated because At least you got paid to do it. Uh, But I truly love, I like seeing people succeed. So I truly just will sit down or type up a long message to like break something down. But it is, it's, it helps that person because I remember there was a story I got told where these guys, actually this husband and wife, they paid for this program. I think it was real estate investing program. And they were like, "Ah, I don't really feel like going. And then the husband was like, no, we paid X, Y, Z amount of money. We're going to go to this thing so they went and then you know they, it ended up changing their lives and they ended up investing in it but had they it was just a free invitation they probably would have like let's stay in tonight and just order out you know
1: absolutely absolutely it's you should just show up differently um and the value you get out of it just everything about it is just it's so different um and when you're going after something you really want like you want to succeed at it you don't you know they say when you're building a business, you know, is it a business or is it a hobby? If you treat it like a business, you're going to get paid like a business. If you treat it like a hobby, you're going to get paid like a hobby, right? So you got to take it seriously. And I would rather pay somebody that knows what they're doing to help guide me and support me and educate me than maybe some Joe Schmo that's like, oh yeah, I guess you could tag along with me, you know, and doesn't really take the time to show me what they're doing or whatever else. Like, you know, and I, I have women, you know, but don't believe in paying. Um, it's funny. They usually say that in the beginning of our phone calls. And then by the end, <laughs> they have a different have thought about it. And this is what they say to me in the beginning. Well, I don't want to pay. How about I come and, and work for you for free and I help you build your business? And I just very, very uh, bluntly and honestly say, I don't need help building my business. I built my business. I'm, I'm good. But you know what we can do? We can build your business. How about that? Why help me build my empire when I can help you build yours? Yeah. And then, oh, like a light bulb goes off, right? Because what's the point in them helping me build? Like that, there's nothing. Let Let's help. Let's build yours. Let's build yours from the ground up. And there's nothing like. I mean, you take a lot more pride too when you're building something of your own.
0: Yeah. Versus
1: helping somebody else. It's like when you work for somebody else, right? That's where it's like, oh, I don't want to work for the man because I'm helping them build their empire and you want to, you know, build your own. It's, it's just different. So they'll show up differently again if they're working for you or if they're working for on, on their own business. They're going to show up more for working on their own business. 110%.
0: What do you what are some mental barriers you see uh, commonly with these real estate investors that you've coached?
1: Yes, that's an awesome question i will say the two things that women come to me for um are accountability they need somebody to hold them accountable and self-confidence um i have women that have wanted to get into real estate for 10 years and oh i'm gonna try and then fear of failure fear of rejection you know, that pops in, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know how to talk to these sellers. I don't know how to analyze these deals. You know, something, something holds them back. They've educated themselves via bigger pockets, YouTube, you know, a million different ways. But then when it comes to actually taking action on it, they're frozen, right? Analysis paralysis, right? Uh, Yes. And. So yeah. So it's the self-confidence. It's the, I, I, this is a totally new thing. And it's even women that are like uber successful in their W2s. You know, they're climbing, climbing a corporate ladder. They've killed it. But then you turn and go to something brand new, like real estate investing. And they're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And this is really scary. And so you got to build up their self-confidence. And so helping them do that through education and actually helping them take action because that's how you build confidence is through results. You have to see the results and that helps you build confidence. It shows you, you can do it. And then the accountability, because if you just leave it to them to do, they're probably not going to do it. But if they have to show up every week and talk to me about how many cold calls they made and how many seller appointments they went on, they're going to do it because they know that I'm going to hold them very, very, very accountable. So those are the top two reasons that, you know, women actually, yes, they, they want to get educated, but actually a lot of them are pretty educated. That's what they've done is educated themselves on all the, you know, ins and outs of real estate investing. They just haven't taken the action. They need help with that part.
0: Uh, do you also help them uh, with building a team? Yes.
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. That's a big part of what we do, um, because the majority of, you know, I would say just people in general, real estate investors, like you don't want to be working in your business forever. You want to be working on your business. And in order to do that, you have to be able to bring on reliable people, you know, mm-hmm. to, to add to your team. Um, and that is how you scale. Right. And so also, uh, it's way more fun to do it with, you know, like-minded individuals. But so for example, I have this one client, um, she, I've been working with her for uh, about six months now. She has a full-time job. Her husband has a full-time job and she put an offer on her. I want to say it's her sixth. I can't even keep track. She's moving so quickly, but her sixth flip and she started her first new construction project and That's because she has a really solid team. She has wholesalers that are finding her deals. She has agents that are finding her deals and selling her deals. She has a super reliable contractor who is on top of everything. She has built really good relationships with lenders where she can literally close in a week. Um, You know, she has built a power team. And she tells me all the time, wow, I could not do any of this without my amazing power team. And we've made, we needed to make some tweaks to her power team.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and you know, she struggled a little bit with that because she's very loyal and it's like, Hey, it comes, it comes down to business. If that person isn't providing you with the value that you need them to, we got to find somebody who does. And I totally appreciate her loyalty, but that's where sometimes we got to take the emotion out of it. And we got to think logically about the business. Right. Um, But she's doing amazing. And that's because of the team that, you know, we've built around her. Uh, It's vital in in this business, in my opinion. I've seen people do it on their own or try to do it on their own. It's a very lonely road. And they're like one project at a time because they find the project. Then they have to fund the project themselves. Then they have to manage the rehab themselves. Then they have to sell it themselves. And then they go, oh, crap. Uh, I don't have another project lined up. What am I going to do, right? And so the goal is to have multiple projects going on. Um, that's what we've always had. And that's what I'm, I'm helping my coaching clients achieve as well, because that's how you build the portfolios. And that's how you build the wealth. And that's how you build the knowledge. And that's how you scale. And you can work on your business instead of in your business.
0: And so uh, do you help them? Figure out some type of hiring criteria when it comes to building a team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have criteria for interviewing VAs because that's probably the first person that you're going to bring onto your team is a VA to help you with cold calling or admin stuff or whatever else. I have criteria for what type of agents that you should work with as an investor. You should be working with investor friendly agents that understand how you do business and how you need to buy properties, how you need to act very quickly, right? You can't have an agent that dilly-daddles. I have criteria on how you vet lenders, right? To to know what the terms are and how to make sure they're legitimate lenders. I have criteria on how you uh, hire and vet and set up your contractors, right? Writing a contract on a napkin that says paint house, $15,000. Yeah, no, that's not going to (laughs) fly. So, you know, there's, there's certain ways to vet these people also potential partners. People get into a lot of trouble not vetting potential partners um, because they, you know, they're trusting of people. And there's certain questions you can ask. There's references you can ask for. I mean, there's a way to vet these people so that you can protect yourself and your business. So you want to be building a solid power team around you and not, you know, just one off Joe Schmoes that say they know what they're doing, but they don't. And that's where a lot of people can get into trouble is they don't know how to vet all of these people properly. And you bring on a partner that doesn't have your best interest in mind or a contractor or a lender or whatever, you know, and then before you know it, you're losing money on your projects instead of making money on your projects.
0: Yes. And so a couple of things you said, one offs, that's exactly what these people will be if you mm-hmm. do not vet them properly. Um, and that one off, if you're blessed, you may end up breaking even, but usually you end up losing money or they leave halfway through a project or some type of task, Right. And when it comes to a, a future person uh, that you could do a venture, a joint venture with, uh, you should date them. Treat it yes. like it's oh, uh, like you're it dating.
1: Right out of my mouth, absolutely yes. You have to date them because once you sign a contract, that's like a marriage, right? It, so you it is. It might as well be. Yes, hundred percent. That's actually what we used to tell um, at our our women's RIA uh, networking events when we talk about, you know, networking, like don't spend all your time talking to one person, talk to a bunch of people and the people that you connect with, ask them out on a date, a coffee date, a lunch date, a happy hour date, whatever. And that's where you really connect with them and see if that's a potential, you know, let's do a deal together. or Let's work together in some capacity. So yes, 100% date them. Yes.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, and that was speed dating. When you go to those meetups and Hey, 10 <laughs> yes. minutes, another 10 <laughs> minutes with somebody else. Uh, and definitely, and, and it's okay to, you know, respectfully decline when people uh, want to do certain things with you. I, I ran across a situation like that where somebody wanted to do a joint venture with me and I, I could instantly discern, like, this is not somebody who I even want to deal with, yep. uh, was a friend of the family too, even still. Uh, I don't, you're just going to be a headache, man. You're just going to be a headache.
1: Yeah. Well, kudos to you for not feeling obligated. And that's where also trusting your gut You know, your gut speaks to you for a reason and they'll just, you know, be certain people that you meet. Maybe there's nothing wrong with those people, but if it just doesn't feel like a right vibe and I'll say that too, when you're looking for somebody to coach and mentor you don't just look at their experience, date them, talk to them, see if you vibe with them, see if you respect them, see how they've run their business. When I, when I talk to potential coaching clients, um, you know, we get on either a call or a zoom for hours sometimes. And I'm like, Hey, vet me like you vet a deal. Look me up on my okay. social media. Here's all my websites. Here's ask me any question because I want them feeling very comfortable with me and how I run my business and how I coach and, and all of that. And they're like, this is so refreshing. Like you're so honest. And so, you know, I'm, cause I'm not trying to sell them anything. Yeah. I, You can sign up or not sign up. That's fine with me. You find somebody else that's a better fit for you. Awesome. Like I'm not gonna push it on you like some of the other coaches or programs do because it's not about the money for me. It's about let's work together and building your business. And if we're not a good fit, because I have to vet them too, right? I, you know, I've said no to people that wanted to coach with me because I felt like same thing as you. I was like, "Mm, I think this is gonna be a little bit of a headache. And you know, so I vet them, they vet me, it has to be a mutual, you know, vibe and feeling and respect there in order for it to really make sense, you know? So that goes with partnerships and coaches and I mean, just all, all of that. So, yeah.
0: No. And I like, I like that process a screening process, not only for you, but for them as well, because I can, as I grow, I'm growing with somebody that I, I like and I respect and, um, you know, I'm looking at your websites. I'm seeing you doing what you're doing and that you're legit. You're not somebody that's uh, just, Hey, I did one deal and it failed and I'm coaching everybody now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's a lot, you have to vet them. Like you really, if you're not, then you might get yourself in trouble. <laughs> just like if you're not vetting your deals properly or whatever, you know what I mean? You, you got to dig into you got to do the analysis part, right? <laughs> and
0: sometimes you get lucky because like, like you said, not betting a deal properly. I probably, my, my second duplex that I bought, I didn't, I did not vet it the way I should have. And the only reason why I got lucky is because inflation over the last 18 months. <laughs> so sometimes you get lucky uh, yeah. with that. Cause I'm turning around and I'm selling it. Like, I'm like, I'm just going to take this win and, and go and get something that uh, liquidates or cash flows a whole lot better. Yeah. But, um, Sometimes you get blessed, but don't expect that. make sure you do your due diligence uh, mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. you talked about you 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 talk to people for hours uh, how do you block out your times how like is it like hey, for an hour you know I'm ten bucks or is hey, I block out this amount of time for you and it's like a monthly subscription It's a meeting by meeting subscription how does that how does that work when it comes to the coaching
1: so when i when I first and dating, let's say that, yes. <laughs> dating, dating a potential client, typically we've connected through social media, or maybe we've already known each other through some networking events. Um, we hop on a phone call and that phone call is free. And really the goal of that phone call is for me to learn a little bit about them and for them to learn a little bit about me. And then if they're interested in working together, then I share my coaching programs, the group coaching and the one-on-one. And then they typically decide which one they want to go with and then they sign up. And so from there, they either join the group coaching where we meet once a week as a group and we have an eight-week program that we go through. Or if they decide the one-on-one, that's a client-specific program that I craft around each and every one of my clients. So um, that also means we meet once a week via Zoom the ones that are local here in Houston, they do have an opportunity to partner with me. And actually I should say really any of them do because I'm now partnering with one of my coaching clients in California. She's having me um, run, like do all of her Houston leads. Right. So if you're doing marketing in Houston, we can, we can partner. Um, But we meet once a week, you know, they pay a fee for my coaching. um, And that varies. I have, you know, discounts and specials and things that I do also I like to craft that around um, my clients as well you know some of them need more help than others and whatever so my fees definitely differ depending on client needs but I'll say that's probably the one thing that sets me apart from the other coaches based on what all the women have told me is nobody else is is crafting a client-specific program right they're just kind of like here's my program and you know I'm going to walk you through it I want to know, what do you want to learn? What are your goals? What are your obstacles? What do you want to build? You know, let's, let's build what you want to build and let me educate you on what you want to get educated on. So the one-on-one is not a general format at all. It is literally crafted around each client very specifically. And um, I love it. I think, I think it's, I think that's how it should be when you do one-on-one coaching You know, it's about them. They've paid me and let's build what they want to build. Right. And so I educate them, but I also, the biggest thing is get them to take action so that they're talking to sellers, they're going on appointments, we're analyzing deals together. Um, Because like I said before, that was really where the, where they were lagging was the action taking side of things. So let's take all that education. Let's, you know, talk through it, but you know, let's get you taking action. Let's get a marketing campaign launched. Let's get you talking to sellers. Let's get you analyzing deals. Let's get you getting contracts. Let's get you closing deals, you know? Um, So, so yeah, we, we build a whole program around each client specifically. So it's really fun because every, every, it's different. All my, I had three coaching sessions today and each one of them are totally different. So it's like never the same every day. And I freaking love it. It's so much fun. And to see each of them blossom, individually, and build these beautiful businesses the way they want to build them, not the way that I'm telling them to build them. I'm helping guide them, but we're building what they want to build. And it's just really cool to be a part of that.
0: So it's awesome that you don't give people like a generic template, right? You get something that's very specific. It makes me think of uh, those nutritionists or fitness people that give meal plans, right? And it's not just a generic meal plan you're giving them a meal plan specifically for their body type for their goals and uh that's what people want uh we don't want uh template generic products anymore we want relationship uh specific i feel like i'm special programs and so i think you've definitely attacked that what uh, earlier you talked about y'all y'all would start off as a six week six week program and now y'all eight week. what made y'all add the extra two weeks
1: Um, I just thought for the group, like I wanted more time with the women and I wanted to cover more. We added some, like we added, um, where we go a lot more in depth on deal analysis. And then we also added the one that we did last night that is about negotiations and sales psychology and money mindset. And I thought that was really important, um, to really go in depth in how you speak to these sellers and how you understand what they're thinking and also how you're thinking. If you're showing up to this appointment, like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna say? They're gonna say no, you know, that's what's gonna happen, right? And so your yeah. mindset, is important, but so is theirs. And so we went really in depth last night and the women were like, whoa, you know, because nobody really talks about that. They talk about, okay, 70% rule or whatever, you know what I mean? Like basic stuff. And I take it much more in depth on the mindset side of things, because if your mindset is not right, you're not going to be successful at your marketing campaigns, talking to sellers, analyzing deals, negotiating deals, closing deals, all of it kind of crumbles if your mind isn't you know in the right place so um so we really go in depth there so i wanted to add just more value to the to the program for the group coaching and then the one-on-one you can do anywhere from three months to six months with me so that's different you know so so i will say that the group coaching is more of a general um we do have each week you know we this is what we cover because it's group But we do offer during the uh, sessions together, there's Q&A where they can get one-on-one attention, where they can ask me direct questions about their businesses. So I like to incorporate a little one-on-one coaching into the group coaching as well. So obviously the one-on-one is more expensive because you're getting a program specifically for you, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people will join the group get their foundation set and then do the one-on-one with me after the eight weeks. So then they can really work on scaling their business.
0: I think it's cool that you have, you talk about sales psychology. That's not really talked about often. Yeah. And so um, I can imagine the mental barriers when it comes to that, you know, just for me, I was talking to one guy I interviewed, Kevin Cho. He was talking to me about, you know, the mental barriers he was going through by knocking on doors door to door. And just you know, just getting pretty much face planted with a bunch of nose. But he figured out after stuttering through about four or five different pitches, you know, he figured out how to you know properly pitch what he needed to. And even when he got it down perfectly, he still was you know was getting rejected. But just getting past that that those mental barriers, I think that's pretty cool that y'all y'all focus on that or y'all at least you uh, talk about it yeah. because uh like i've like we've said before like okay you can know the numbers all day long but you end up having analysis paralysis and then actually getting there on the field is a totally different game yeah completely different at least you know going in what you need to look for but it is those ojt or on-job training uh interactions that you have that it's like okay this was not in my book
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep and that's where the real learning happens right is is i i I didn't really know much about pre-foreclosures when I started door knocking and nine months later, I was like a pre-foreclosure expert. And that was all boots on the ground, knocking on doors every single day and talking to people and having them ask me questions and me go, uh, i talk to my business partner and I'll get, you know, I mean, there was a lot of that and it happens, but that's how you learn. And You know, again, it's that action taking that has to happen. And once you start seeing that, you know, am I going to die if somebody says no to me? No, you're not. Right. And what are you going to learn? And then that's where the confidence starts to build. It's like, oh, I can do this. Oh, okay, This wasn't so bad. And even when they say no or slam the door in your face, you're fine. You move on to the next, you know. So, yeah, the psychology and the mindset and just you know and also the psychology of of who you're talking to and what they're thinking and feeling and how to tap into that you know and connect with them in a different level i think so many investors just are like hey do you want to sell your house and that's it and it's like that sure does that approach work sometimes yeah but is that like a legitimate approach that you should use and can use and like really be successful in your marketing campaign and negotiations. No, like you need to understand the sales psychology behind things. And that's actually, I've learned a lot of that through my coaching program and, um, how to, you know, talk to people like I, I don't sell anything. I, I literally don't sell anything. I provide value to people who want yes. it. That's mm-hmm. what I do in, in my real estate investing business. And in my coaching business, I don't sell anything. And that's a huge mindset shift because everybody goes into these businesses going, I don't want to be a used car salesman. Well, guess yes. what? You're not. You know. So that's, I, and I had to work on that. You know what I mean? But when you look at it from that perspective, and I provide value, and instead of selling, um, the nos are easier to take. And you know, not everybody is going to want your value, and that's okay, right? But then you spend time with those that do.
0: No, and I'm glad you mentioned that too. Uh, it, it kind of, I'm not going to say the word sleazy, but it, it it makes people feel like this person cares about me. Like they're not just trying to figure out how they can, you know, get money out of me. Uh, and it's, it's, in particular, right, what I was referring to earlier was wholesaling. When you provide uh, options for people, opportunities, value, you know, some type of value, like you said, it kind of allows that person to open up a little bit more. And, you know, you'd be surprised what people are willing to tell you about what they got you know going on in their lives and then how you can you know figure it out I remember in the last time you was on here you was telling me you weren't even getting any commission from referring people to uh help uh it was this program that you were referring people to or this company you referring people to to help them find other homes like I think Mm -hmm. you said you wasn't even making anything off of that you was just you was just doing it because it was the right thing to do and you were providing value yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and that still is the case like my relocation specialists, like I don't, I don't get paid anything when they find somebody a home. It's just simply they're part of my team. And it's the, the thing is, is they are providing me value because when I can tell a homeowner, guess what? I can help you find a new home. They're like, oh my gosh, Misty, where do I sign? You know what I mean? Because that's their biggest fear is, well, if I sell you my house, where do I go? And so if I can provide a solution to that problem, they will more likely sign with me. If I couldn't provide that solution, they might go with somebody else. So am I getting paid directly from the relocation specialist? No, but I'm getting paid on that deal because I can, you know, I get to provide that as an additional like service to the people that work with me. Um, so, you know, it's in, it's just, again, I, I love to help in a variety of ways. So, so yeah, no, it's, it all is a circle, right? It all, you know, comes back. Oh, right yeah.
0: Yeah, it yeah. does. And it definitely has to you. Where do you see the um, your coaching business go move forward? What is the next level you want to do with it?
1: Hmm.
0: Good question.
1: Um, I mean, I definitely want to, you know, grow both the group and the one on one. I love building this community of women within the group coaching. I would like to start coaching men, I think to just, you know, I don't know. Cause I mean, there's men out there too, that want to start real estate investing. I mean, why, you know, why not? And I've even explored, um, you know, even just working with entrepreneurs in general, because the whole entrepreneurial side of this and being a business owner is such a learning curve. And it's such a mindset, like, Oh, I mean it, you don't, you don't know what you're getting yourself into. You think, Oh, I, I I was doing really well in corporate. And so this is going to be easy. I'm a high achiever. I'm a hustler. There is such a shift, um, a huge learning curve, and it really screws with your head for a while if you don't know how to manage it. And so I thought, you know, I'm thinking that I could possibly also do some mindset coaching for entrepreneurs, you know, so that they stay on track mindset wise and, and continue pushing forward and building whatever business it is you know, I don't necessarily need to know how to build their business with them, but I can help them with the mindset side of things. So I don't know, obviously I have a strong connection with real estate investors because I totally get it with them. Um, but I would love to reach more people and help more people achieve, you know, I'm kind of on this, I'm creating a life I love living And I would love to help others do the same in a professional and personal, you know, space. So they don't have to be a real estate investor, but they have, if they have a dream of, you know, starting a podcast or something like that, you know what I mean? And just being an entrepreneur in some capacity, why not help them, you know, with, with the mindset side of it, if if I can, or if that's something they need help with just to, impact more people and help more people build a life they love living. I just think that's a a beautiful way to live my life. And if I can help others, like, let's do it, you know?
0: It's awesome. And I love the enthusiasm about it, too. That's what um, really drew me to you. I will say this. The reason why it is hard for a lot of people that are very successful in corporate to switch over to entrepreneurship is because in corporate America or even like in the military, there's a a structure, right? There's like, first, I started off as a clerk. Now I'm a supervisor. Then I'm a manager. There's this pipeline, right? And you usually you get told pretty much how you can make it to that next level. Um, there's usually a very very small amount of options on how to make it to that next level, because this business has its rules and it's you know it's pipeline. But when it comes to entrepreneurship, there's so many different ways that you can uh, slice a pie, and that kind of bogs a lot of people's mind because we're we're kind of institutionalized on hey, well. Shouldn't it be this one way and I should be successful once I do it this way? Like, yeah. no, there are tons of different ways uh you can be successful in this. And you just have to go out there and explore it. And I mean, the two or two, I look at it from a positive aspect. Thank God there are a lot of different ways I can be successful in this business or in any type of business versus there being one or two ways. Cause maybe what if those one or two ways doesn't fit me, my personality? Right. You know? So. Once they figure that part out, like building their team, because I may be I'm better at crunching numbers. A mirror is better at talking to people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so once you kind of figure out whatever strengths and witnesses oh, strength and stuff are. like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, well, and, and that's the thing is what happens is because there are so many different ways and so many things that you need to be doing to build this business you get overwhelmed very easily and very quickly. And I remember feeling that when we started, it was like, holy moly, like you said about the, I was so used to the structure of like, okay, these are the hours that I work. These are my responsibilities. This is my role. Like it was actually clearly defined, you know, HR manager, um, you know, it was just like, it all made sense. And then we got thrown into real estate investing and I'm like, wait, what am I doing? What's my role? What? I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to wait. What? Like it was so confusing and overwhelming. And like, I, you know, you don't have set hours, so you have to be very like diligent and you have, you know, could you screw off one day and what? Sure. Absolutely. But it's like, you know, some people will take it to the extreme of like, oh, I'm my own boss. And everybody always thinks that when you're an entrepreneur, you never work. And I'm like, are you kidding? I work now more than I've ever worked, but I also don't consider it work. I don't, I don't even like to use the word work because I don't feel like it's work. I feel like I'm building an empire. I feel like I'm building a beautiful life. I feel, you know, so it's just, it is such a mindset shift and most people do not, anticipate they're not ready for like what is about to go through their mind and like what's about to happen and so really understanding that and helping somebody through that in the beginning like I wish I would have had somebody to help me understand that earlier on when we did this and you know it is what it is and I had somebody help me halfway through but it was like man if I would have had somebody right from the get go you know Where would we be? I don't know, and I don't. I don't. Wouldn't change a thing because we went through what we went through for a reason. But you have that opportunity to help people um, out the gate, or even just people that have struggled for a while and are about to give up. You know, I just think that would be a really incredible opportunity, and to have more people building a life that they love and really achieving their goals and their dreams. I mean, that's like a dream come true world, right? So. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Stay tuned We're on where Misty takes the coaching.
0: <laughs> yeah, word. And that's what I was going to ask. Speaking of coaching, I was going to ask you too. So where can people find you for coaching? Cause I want people to find you and to, uh, you know, ask you for your services and, you know, get vetted. So.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, well, I'm on Facebook. I need to get on Instagram and LinkedIn. I'm, i that's like on my to-do list. Um, but I am on Facebook, Misty Flanagan. Um, you can find me. That's where I connect with almost all of my coaching clients, even people that are, uh, investors with us and partners with us. Um, and then if you want to check out my group coaching website, it is her mindset and so that will show, show you kind of what my group coaching is. If you're interested in one-on-one coaching, just reach out to me. We'll set up a call and we can talk through everything, get to know each other, um, all that stuff. So you can email me also at misty at guidewayinvestmentpartners.com. So those are the best ways to get in touch with me. Probably Facebook is the easiest. And that way you can see all the cool stuff I do too. Cause I have all my business pages. I'm like, this is me. Let me please. <laughs> and <laughs> that's what you- I was
0: going to ask you too. Uh- yeah. To tell us, uh, could we talk about, you know, you making the subdivisions, uh, please tell us your other uh, businesses as well just you know what their yeah. names are and website.
1: Yeah, sure so elevated development is our new construction and development firm um, and that's www.elevateddevelopment.co so not.com.co um, so there you can see what kind of projects we're doing definitely reach out to us we are an investor friendly builder. We don't do custom homes. We work with investors who aren't wanting to build to sell, build to rent, um, you know that sort of thing. And we also do um, some remodeling for uh, investors as well. So if you need some some rehabs done for you know maybe a rent ready rehab, or you're looking for a contractor, turnkey contractor to do your flips. Um, We have a company called Level Up Remodeling. So those are the two main um, companies where we really team up with other investors and either build or flip properties. Um, And then I also wholesale deals too. So if you're in the Houston area, you are having trouble wholesaling a deal, um, I have a great buyer's list. And so reach out to me for that too. Um, I love joint venturing with others if it makes sense. So
0: yeah, Awesome, Misty. Well, it's been a great pleasure. I love the fact that you came back on our show. Uh, also, always love your energy too. You're so positive. So,
1: (laughs) thank you. I mean, hey, it's I'm living a pretty amazing life, and has it been easy for the last five years? No, absolutely not. But, um, I will tell you when you really tap into your mindset and you know, kind of rewire your brain a little bit with a lot of this stuff, it's pretty incredible what you can push through and what you can do and what you can build. And that's really what I'm feeling the last couple of years. And that's why I wanna help others get to this place because I literally feel like anything is possible, like no joke. And I used to think that was kind of silly when people would say that I'm like, come on, you know? And I'm like, no, I literally feel like the sky is the limit. And that's a pretty awesome way to wake up every day and live your life. So let's let everybody live and feel this way. (laughs)
0: Well, thank you. Thank you, Misty. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Definitely looking forward for this episode to post. So I'll definitely let you know when it does and we'll be, you know, marketing the hell out of it. So thank you.
1: Thank you so much for the invite back. I always love hanging with you guys and supporting you guys and love what you do. So thank you so much for everything that you do for our community as well. And love being a part of the team.
0: Thank you for sticking with us from the start of the episode. Please share our show with friends and family. Visit our YouTube channel and view more of our content on richstateofmind.com. See you next week on the Rich State of Mind Show.